Get to Know Me podcast is sponsored by Big Love LLC, an online clothing apparel shop for men, women, children, and no label. Feel free to visit our website today at B-I-G-L-U-V-V dot B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L dot com. That's Big Love dot Big Cartel dot com. No one be on your shitty ass social media or your fucking random ass no bar ass podcast. I don't give a fuck about that nor you. No joke right there. I'm so serious. Why so serious? A little joke. Just let them know when you want to be serious. Cause when you want to be serious, I'm going to play around. And when you want to play around, I'm going to be serious. And if we want to play around and be serious at the same time, I'm just going to walk off and be serious and playing around while I'm being serious. Because I'm just playing around because I'm never serious. Why you been feeling good? What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Busy Balboa. Welcome to the Get to Know Me podcast. Roll it up, twist it up, and light it, because it's about to go down. Welcome to the Get to Know Me podcast. Go ahead and roll it, twist it, light it, get your coffee, your tea, meditate, pray, stage the building, because you never know what may be said over the airways of the Get to Know Me podcast platform. Welcome back if you have been here before, and welcome to the show if it's your first time. I'm Busy Balboa, and uh, today I was inclined to come on today, even though I normally normally don't come on on a Friday, but uh, I was inclined to come on because... I wanted to just like encourage someone that may be out there that's listening that might be going through like a hard time and you feel like, you know, God isn't listening or there's no way out of your situation. Um, I've been there before and I struggle with anxiety and depression and things like that. That kind of make it hard for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But um, I'm inclined to come on today to just, uh, you know, send out some encouragement. Um, I feel like we we go through so many different things in life and it's easy to get distracted and get discouraged. And uh, I feel like also we need reminders every now and again about how good God is and how God is always listening and always there. You see so many different um, things, especially online with these different people that are supposed to be leading you to the light. And it can be a little discouraging because sometimes they don't send out the best messages. They'll say things like, God doesn't answer the prayers of a sinner. And I know a lot of people believe in that. But we all sin and no sin is greater than the next and we all go through hard times and it's easy to fall off track when you're moving so fast, especially in today's day and age where, you know, we got access to so much stuff, yet there's also so many boundaries, so many hurdles in order to get the things that you really feel like you want and need and deserve. And it's never too late to run to God. It's never too late to turn your life around. It's never too late to right your wrongs and you know I've been in so many different situations at 34 years old I feel like I've lived so many lives 
And I've gone through the ups and downs of life. I've had my highs and I've had my extreme lows. And, you know, life's good when it's good. And, you know, sometimes we can forget to just be grateful for the moment and be thankful for what's going on in our lives. And whenever it's bad, we we get distracted by the bad and we forget that there's any good going on at all. And uh, one of my favorite quotes is, be grateful what you have, you'll end up having more. And focus on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. And it's so true because when you focus so much on a negativity, it's almost like nothing can fulfill you nothing can serve any purpose in your life because all you can think about is what's not working what you don't have what went wrong I've had a lot of things go wrong a lot of things turn uh sour that I thought were super sweet a lot of good things that I thought were going to change my life and make everything better in my life uh got you know pretty much taken from right up under me and I've fallen on my behind a lot of times I've had to get back up. I've had to lean on my faith. And many times God sent people that I didn't even know to be there by my side, people that didn't owe me anything, strangers, you know, just supporting me and being there, checking on me. I can think of so many good things that people have done to help me get by and to remind me of the power of God and to remind me of the power within myself and encourage me to keep going. And I, I also can remember and, and think of family members that have been there. And not everybody has that. And it's something to really be grateful for because sometimes people take family for granted. And God is real. God is so real. Um, earlier this year, I went through a real, real hard time mentally. And I, I've been, you know, on antidepressants for about uh, two years now, going on two years. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to be over. I wanted everything to be over. I didn't want to, I didn't want to think. I didn't want to worry anymore. I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to hurt anymore. And I didn't care about how it made anybody feel if I did it. I just knew I wanted to do it and I, I did it. I attempted to at least. And right in that moment where I was trying to end myself, I was sitting in my car. It was about two or three o'clock in the morning and I was taking these pills back and back and back and out of nowhere, somebody hit the side of my car. And remember, it's like two or three o'clock in the morning and they hit my car and I jumped up and I had all these pills in my lap. But when I jumped up and I turned the light on, I couldn't I couldn't find not one pill and they were in my lap. And I should have saw them all over the floor. I should have saw them all over the car, but I didn't see one pill. I couldn't find one pill. And I jumped out of the car. And I had my shoes off and I was disoriented. And the person that hit my car, they were about maybe five, maybe five to 10 feet ahead of my car. They had continued to drive, but they suddenly stopped and they got out and they, they walked to the back of their car and to the side of their car where they hit me. And then they looked back at me and they said, are you okay? And all I could see was a silhouette. I couldn't make out who it was, but just the silhouette uh it kind of gave me like a male type of figure and they said are you okay and I just looked at them because I'm in my mind I'm like no I'm not okay and I'm also thinking like why did they stop you know two, two or three o'clock in the morning you hear somebody's car a lot of people would have kept going to avoid you know anybody coming out or 
especially once they saw me hop out of the car, but they said, are you okay? And I said, no. And I got back in the car and I still could see the brake lights of that car. I don't even remember what happened to that car or where, where that car went. But I immediately, I called the 988 hotline for suicide. And I talked to somebody for about 30 minutes and, uh, the whole ordeal scared me and I started to call people in my phone that I hadn't talked to in years. And I was texting people that I hadn't talked to in years and it was, none of it made sense to people that I reached out to. They weren't like my everyday people. They weren't people that I talked to all the time. They weren't even in my recent call logs or anything. Some of them were uh, people that I talked to maybe like a little bit more often than others, but most of them were people that I don't talk to like that. I talked to them, but not like that. And word got around to my mother and my mother called me and she, she asked me uh, to not do that because it would devastate her and she wouldn't know how to carry on. And I made up my mind in that moment that I needed to get back home closer to family. And so over the next three to four days, i sold everything that I owned, including my car, all my possessions. I packed up four or five suitcases uh, of my things that I wanted to keep, including my computer that I'm on right now. Um, and I got out of there. I got, I left California and it was so fast. I couldn't even think about anything that I was doing. I just left and I I flew straight to my mom and I'll never forget that that first hug in the airport. You would have thought I'd been gone to war for the past 10 years or something. It was it was incredible to feel her and to know I was with my mom. And uh, since then, that was June 1st when I landed back in Georgia. And today is November 3rd. And over the past couple of months, I've been I've been feeling lost. I've been fighting demons. I've been getting myself together. I've been praying. I've been going to church. I've been, uh, you know, isolating myself in the room, just thinking. And, you know, I have my days where I just cry uncontrollably. I I talk to my close friends and family members, and I, I do my podcast, and I record my, my music, and I finish writing my book that I've been holding off, and I stop smoking marijuana, and I, I just been going through a lot of changes and, you know, I finally got the job of my dreams and a lot of different things have been happening. So many different things, but, you know, as I sit in this seat right now, I feel like, um, I'm one, I'm like one of my best versions of myself that I've been in a very long time because I'm finally coming to a point where I see the bigger picture and why I had to go through everything that I've gone through the past couple of years, even though I may miss California and I may miss the lifestyle that I was living out there. I know that ultimately I feel like coming here was the best thing for me. I've been blessed to have the family that I have and uh, surrounded by my brother and, you know, just good energy. My, my sister-in-law and my nieces, my nephews and all of my family and and my other brother, you know, we talk more often than we used to. And it's just been way better, you know, my cousins and everybody being there for me and checking in on me and making sure, like, 
you know, I'm getting better and I'm leaving all of that trauma and everything behind and moving forward. And who knows what, what God actually has planned for me. You know, I feel like sometimes our plans, our personal plans don't align with God's, but it doesn't mean that there's no good from it. It doesn't mean that God has forgotten about us. It simply is just uh, re rearranging. <laughs> Before my grandmother passed in 2019, I told her on her deathbed, basically it was her deathbed. It was my last time seeing her. And I told her, I said, I'm going to move back to Georgia real soon. And she said, now you're on the right track. And uh, we laughed because the whole nine years I was in California, my grandmother wanted me to come back so bad. And that's all I think about now. You know, those nine years that I could have been spending time with her, I was out there chasing my dream and doing things my own way. And I got to do that for a long time. And in the midst of that, I lost so many people, my cousin, uh, you know, different relatives, my best friend, Pony. Um, you know, for some of their funerals, I was able to come back. But I did miss a lot of people's funerals. I missed a lot of graduations, a lot of births, a lot of celebrations with the family, holidays, things like that. So this is going to be like my first holiday season, being home for probably all of these upcoming holidays and being with my family. And it's it's an experience, I'll tell you. But I, I share this story because... Uh, it's been many times that that's just a fraction of what I've gone through in my life. There's been so many other situations I've been in where I would consider it to be some of my lowest moments in my life. And every time when I reflect back, every time where I thought it was over, where I thought God had forgot about me, where I thought this is the end for me, where I thought I didn't want to be here anymore, I was reminded how good God is and how good life could be if I just gave my problems and my worries and troubles to God. If I just leaned on my faith, trusted the process, everything would be a lot better for me if I just hold on and keep pressing on. And that's something that we need to remember in our dark, dark hour. Sometimes the dark hours are a guidance to the light. We need those dark times so that we can remember the power of God, the mercy that's blessed upon us. We think that we have it all figured out sometimes and then our world gets shook up and we like we just want to give up. But just because things are going bad in our in our mindset, the way that we think, the way that we want things to go doesn't mean that it's over. Doesn't mean that God's forgotten about us. God is still good even in the dark times, even when you don't see a way out, even when you're confused and you're angry and you're fucking up so bad, <laughs> God is still there. God is still good. God is still grace. And it's hard, you know, life is not simple, especially the life and times that we're living in. It's, it's real hard out here. But I encourage you to be strong and, and try to be there for your neighbor. You know, if it wasn't for so, so many people caring about me, I don't think I would have made it this far. People caring about my well-being and caring about how I took care of myself and how I, how I saw myself. 
I still have great relationships with people in California, even my old landlord, you know, they used to check on me all the time. They saw me struggling with my health and going through mental issues and things. And they, they were there. They would check on me. Casey, have you ate today? You want to come over? You want to eat dinner with us? Uh, you know, uh, you need a ride to the airport. You need us to pick you up from the airport. How's your family doing? Just checking on me, checking on me. Even to this day, my mail and everything still over there. They collect any for me till I go back and get it and everything. And, you know, they're like, hey, you want us to open this and send you a picture of it? It looks important. And I got this in the mail today for you. And, you know, little little things like that matter a lot. My friends in California checking on me. How's everything going? How's Atlanta treating you? How's Georgia? Uh, we miss you out here. We can't wait to see you again. We hope everything is going good for you. Uh, my videographer, you know, he knew I was going through so much stuff. He kept me busy out there. Shout out to Q. Um, checking on me. Hey, let's go shoot. I'm off this day. You know, the, the wife and kids are going to be busy. I can come out and, you know, let's film. Um, you know, just my producers sending me beats all the time, keeping my mind busy. They know that I like to escape by writing. Hey, I sent you another beat. Check your email. Check your email. All of this off the strength of their kindness, you know, uh, just being good people, man. You know, all of the people that have purchased my book, my poem book, it took me a while to write, write that book. And it's not even like a lot of, uh, it's probably 34 pages in that book. And it's, I think, 13 poems exact. And, you know, it's not, it's not about, um, oh, this is a small book. I don't feel like it's worth $20. So many people have invested into that book and given me the power to keep going. And I, I check the sales every day and I'm like, people actually have invested into my my new lane, my future as an author. People actually care enough about me to give me a shot and to purchase that book. And they didn't have to do that. Most of the people that have purchased so far are people that I don't even really know like that. You know, we know each other, but we don't know know each other. And, and they invested in me and they supported me. And I have fa family members and people that have known me a long time invest into me and support me too. And um, all of this is just encouragement because if I would have been successful back in May when I attempted to do that, I wouldn't have saw any of this happen. I wouldn't have saw how good things could turn for me. You know, I'm, I'm battling with so many different things on a daily basis, but I keep reminding myself about that night in that car and how everything could have turned for the worse for me. You know, um, sometimes we, we go through tough relationships and sometimes those relationships can influence us negatively. It'll make us feel like we're not important. We don't matter. Um, people say certain things to you that hurt you so bad to your core where you feel like no one cares about me because this person says so. And that's not true. You know, people that love you wouldn't say certain things to you. They want to treat you certain ways. And, you know, uh, we have to learn how to let certain things go that don't serve us a purpose, no matter how bad it hurts us. You know, it, it really hurt me really bad to walk away from certain people that I love a lot because I trusted those people. And I wanted to spend my life with those people. 
um, friendships that I've lost that have deteriorated. I thought they were my friends, but really it was all for their own personal gain. And you, you really see the light in people sometimes. You see good in people that doesn't exist. And, and it's a reflection of you, really. It's, it's you seeing you. You want to see so much good in people that you get blinded by the person that they really are. They show you, but you don't want to believe it. You want to believe that you can fix people, you can change situations, but you can't. You got to love people enough to let them go. And uh, a lot of people, their downfall has been relationships and friendships that served them no purpose. And that that ended up depleting them and taking them out. And now they are exactly that same being that they should have avoided. They've multiplied because misery loves company. They want you to be down like them. They want you to be sad like them, angry like them. And I'm not mad at anybody for uh, anything that they've done to me. Disappointed, yeah, but mad, no. And even with the disappointment, it's like, I can't totally even fault them because some people cannot control who they are anymore. They've lost themselves just that bad. And I think that all of the bad things that did occur to me, it ultimately led me to this moment. And this moment was necessary because it had to happen because it was a part of God's plan. It wasn't my plan. It was God's plan. And when God has a plan for you and you're going astray, God will do anything to get you back on track. God will shake things up and you'll be upset because it's not going the way that you wanted it to go, but that's not your path. You know, we don't get to choose our paths. We have to go the path in which intended. And if that means that God has to shake everything up to get you to see that, then things must be shaken up. And I feel like we, we have to take advantage of this time that we have on earth to do the right thing and to change our own lives and change other people's lives as well. Because some people are living a very selfish life. They have means to take care of other people. They have means to be there for other people, but they refuse to do it. And I think that they will have great times, but in the end they will suffer because they've lived a very selfish life. And when you live so selfish like that, by the end of everything, you find yourself all alone, nobody to call, nobody to depend on, nobody checking up on you, nobody caring about your well-being, because you never gave anyone else that same grace. And I don't want to die like that. I don't want to be the person that's all alone with nobody to call on, nobody checking on them, nobody cares about what you got going on, because you never cared about them. You never gave anybody else that same grace. You never gave anybody else that same time. There's a lot of people that I wish my relationship with them were better. And I've attempted to try to make those relationships better, but I just can't. You know, I just, that's not in the books for me. No matter how hard I've tried, those relationships have served their purpose and they're over. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm content with that. My main focus now is getting myself on track so that whenever I do find myself at another low, I understand that this is just a part of the journey and I don't allow myself to be caught up in the the, the rapture of disappointment. And I also want to get myself on track so that when someone else needs me, I can be there for them wholeheartedly 
with no uh with no you know uh negative effect to that no malicious intent because sometimes people they want to help but because they're not in a situation or a position to help uh and you come to them they get upset because their life isn't even on track. Like, I can't do nothing for you. I can't do nothing for you. Look at how I'm living. I'm just as bad as you. And I don't want to even come at anybody like that. I want to be a blessing to somebody. I want to be a service to somebody. I want to help people in the same manner I've been helped. I want to give people the same grace that I've been given. I want to be there for people the same way people have been there for me. You know, people have done a lot of kind things out of the grace of their heart that they didn't have to do for me. And I want to be that same person. I want to help people in that same manner because God is real and God is always watching. So don't think that you're alone, you know, just because you're going through a dark time right now, just because nothing makes sense right now, you might be very confused and you might be very frustrated with your situation. You're not alone. The number one thing is to remember that God is with you. The number two thing is to be as resourceful as possible because a closed mouth does not get fed. That's a very true statement right there. And if you are the type of person that's just sitting in it and not trying to figure out your situation, nothing will change. You can't just expect God to answer all your prayers and you ain't doing nothing. You ain't moving your feet. You know, you got to move your feet. You got to make decisions that are tough that you may not want to make. You got to sacrifice certain things in order to get some help and to get support. You got to give up certain habits that serve you no purpose. I've been smoking since I was 14 years old and I never have stopped ever. This is the longest I've ever went in my life since I started smoking. Um, going like basically cold turkey no smoking at all and I'm not saying that um I'm not saying that's the answer or the key to anything it just feels good not having anything any addiction to run to whenever things are bad the only answer that I've had the only thing that I've had to run to is God and God has been showing up in my life abundantly and I've had to go through a lot of patience, so much testing my patience to see if I'm really, really, really faithful and really leaning on God and really trusting in God. This whole process has required an immense amount of patience because I'm nowhere near where I want to be or where I know God is intended for me to be. But I, I can see it. I can see the light. I can see the light and I know what's coming. And I'm getting prepared for it because you have to be careful what you ask for. And you have to pray that you are equipped to deal with and take on what you're praying for and asking for, because your prayers will more than likely get answered. But will you be equipped to take them on? You know, so that's what I'm, I'm being patient on right now, because I have a lot of things getting ready to come that I've prayed for. And I'm just now I'm just mentally preparing myself to be ready whenever those blessings come, whenever those prayers get answered. I want to be able to sustain everything that I prayed for. You know, we pray and pray and pray and we ask for certain things, but can we hold on to it once we get it? Um, life is not easy. 
but it can be a lot smoother. It can be a, a, a cool transition if we stay prepared, if we get prepared, because if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So you have to keep all of these different things in mind. It's, it's so easy to be negative. That's probably the easiest thing I've ever been in my life is negative. What's hard is keeping a, a clear mindset, a positive mindset, and trust in the process. That's very hard to be patient. Patience is something that I've lacked my entire life, and I've always worked on that. But I also understand that I have anxiety, and I don't know how long I've had it, but I know that I deal with constant worry, always worried, always wondering what else is going to happen, can I trust this? Will it really be a good thing for me? Because I've made so many bad decisions and so many bad moves. I can't afford another one. You know, you find yourself questioning your own self when you make a lot of bad decisions. You start questioning your own discernment. Like, do I have it all figured out? Where am I? You feel like you're behind because you're turning a certain age and you're still making sloppy mistakes like a teenager. But you know, sometimes things have to get pulled all around and you have to get tugged all around with it in order to get you on track where you're supposed to be. And I feel like when you go through a lot of things like this, it's really just a testimony. You know what I mean? Like if there were no complications like this in your life, when you speak, people would not really hear you. They would listen, but they wouldn't really hear you. But whenever you got a battle a lot of battles that you've faced and you've gone through so much different things that makes your word a little bit more uh, justifiable. People trust your word a lot more because they like, well, if this person went through all of this and they telling me to believe in God then I got to believe in God because they do. But if you, you know, everything handed to you, you act like nothing ain't never bothered you. You never had a bad day in your life. It's a little harder to follow you. And we supposed to all be leading people to God. My grandmother told me in every conversation you have, you should be talking about God in some way. You should be giving grace and thanks to God. In every conversation that you have, God should be mentioned. And I remember that every day, every every little lesson that she's ever taught me, it repeats in my head, especially now that she's no longer here, because she was always right about that. You know, God is God is great. God is good. And we need to remind each other of that, especially in the dark times, not just in the good, but especially in the dark times, because the dark times are what define us. They don't make us, but how we respond to it and how we deal with it is what defines us. When I, uh, before I, I attempted to do what I attempted to do, I didn't see it coming. I thought I had it all under control. And then that night happened, that well, that morning rather. And so uh, a couple months ago, I bought this book called Calm Your Anxious Mind, Daily Devotions to Manage Stress and Build Resilience by Carrie, Ma Carrie Mars. And uh, it's one of those books that you read on a daily. It has different messages in there. I haven't read today's message. I'm going to read it on here with y'all. It's November 3rd, and it says, your problems plus your problems plus his power. All these difficulties are only platforms for the manifestation of his grace, power, and love. Hudson Taylor, the growth of a work of God. 
And then it reads, the centurion had a problem. His servant was paralyzed and suffering, so he went to Jesus. When Jesus offered to come heal the servant, the centurion said, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus answered him, let it be done just as you believed it would. Matthew 8, verse 8. The centurion, a man who wasn't Jewish, knew where to go with his problem. The same should be said of us. Not only do we need to be in the habit of going to God with our problems, but we need to reframe our problems as opportunities for him to do something awesome. Paul said that our lives are supposed to put God's power in on display we're like jars of clay showing that this is all surpassing power from god and not from us second corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 go to him with all that's hard look at your problems plus his power and resources see your difficulties as platforms for his awesomeness his grace power and love use my hardships to reveal yourself god amen i love that and I hadn't even read that, but it goes along with today's message that I'm sending out into the world. These problems that we have is an opportunity to show God, for well, for God to show his power, his grace, love, and mercy. So don't take this stuff uh, personal. It's all a part of the journey so that you can see the power of God. Because if you didn't see it, if you didn't see everything changing right before your eyes, you wouldn't believe God. You wouldn't believe anything that God did. You wouldn't believe the power of God. Anybody could be your Messiah. The person next door to you could be your Messiah. You never know. So treat people right. Do the right thing. And treat yourself right, most of all. Because you never know what, what's really going on, what's really being planned, what's really changing in your life. But God has all the power, so you should give God all the glory. And even if you don't believe in God, whatever God you do believe in, um, or if you don't believe in any God at all, there's still a message to be taken out of today. Be faithful, be patient, and trust the process. That's all I wanted to say to y'all. I have a episode dropping tomorrow with Faello. I would love if y'all tuned into that episode and gave this artist a chance to talk about their work, their art, their journey. And um, I got more episodes coming this month. And I just want to thank everybody that's been supporting the Get to Know Me podcast. It's been a great journey and it's something that I don't, I don't take lightly. I appreciate all the support and all the love that I get from just being me and doing the things that make me happy. And this is one of them. This is one of the things that makes me a lot, that brings me a lot of joy. And um, it's going to continue by the grace of God. It will continue. There's so much work that I have to do. And there's so much work that I've already done. So if you're supporting me in any way, I just want to thank you. Like I said, my book has been doing pretty good. We sold 12 books last month. This month, I believe I just sold my first one yesterday. I got to check the numbers today and see if there's been anything else go out. But I'm just grateful and I just want to thank y'all so much for what you do and how you support me and how you love me. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all I came on here to say. Hopefully you appreciate the message that I uh, sent out into the world today. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Get to Know Me podcast. 
it's um it's always gonna be te- you know testimonials life lessons uh we're gonna talk about music we're gonna talk about different art we're gonna interview different people and you know find out about their their journeys and their art and it's always gonna be something to take away from each each episode so i just wanted to thank y'all y'all stay blessed stay dangerous keep god first big love my name is busy rebel and i'm out Sign up today for only 99 cents a month to be a subscriber listener to the Get to Know Me podcast. You'll get access to exclusive interviews, episodes, and more. destiny i gotta heal my foundation cause this anger and resentment is not taking me places my ego feeding me a lot of lies through phrases like i don't need nobody and i'm all out of patience the truth is when it comes to love i'm sure to be waiting and people are part the reason i get to say this clinging on the pain is only hurting yourself just a while later starts affecting your health i got a barrier just myself protecting her thought i was in love but i was caught in the alert but being pessimistic like my chakras and my image feeling that somebody owed me just to blow it on my wishes ashen on the book i never opened for a vision to amplify my life i had to get up out my feelings time flies ain't no moments to be wasting on the past just the present moment matters life is taken in the flash people asking for forgiveness but they rarely ever dish it trying to mend my broken heart but it's toxic when i visit i admit i have some thoughts can't say i ain't trying to fix it but i never come between any father and his children like i never disrespect my family friends or my business partnerships or my mistress i've been real since the beginning loyalty's a long road i travel with a broken heart try being optimistic now i'm crying in the car speeding through the lights trying to fade into the dark talking to the moon as i tapping through the mars universe can you feel me can you hear me when i cry every time i'm tilted over i must learn and then apply i'm healing my spirit my spirit i'm healing i'm healing my spirit my spirit i'm healing i'm healing my spirit my spirit i'm healing i'm healing my spirit my spirit i'm healing